0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com We are now in uh, Nefesh and we're in Chapter 5, Chapter 5 of Nefesh The soul is a reflection of Hashem. So the question is, how, how do we understand that? Uh, what we talked about earlier, last week, we said how a person's actions can increase bracha in this world. And that's what we say bracha. When you say bracha, you're asking God to increase blessing. Because we said the word Baruch is not an adjective of Hashem. It's not an adjective of Hashem. The word Baruch means we're asking Hashem to increase bracha. Baruch atah Hashem. Hashem, you're the one who can increase bracha. And you should increase bracha in the world. So we, by saying a bracha, can increase bracha. So how does that work? How does the person, when they say a bracha, how does the person say it does it? So they increase bracha in this world? How does it work? What is the mechanism? So he said, let's turn to the Gemara, in daf yud. that's what I have before me the Gemara in Brachot, Dafyud and the Gemara in Brachot, Dafyud says an amazing thing, it compares Hashem to the soul it compares Hashem to the soul not there's any comparison, it's a little minute comparison right, and the other comparison it says, you remember the Torah says it says uh, by a person who has killed, capital punishment Torah says you're not allowed to Leave his body hanging on the tree at night. You have to take it down. Straight away. Before dark, you have to take it down. Why? It's like it's a curse of God. It's like this, the form of God is hanging over this. So obviously, God has a body, but it's a little kind of remis. The human body hints to a higher form. has no body. But hints to a higher form, the form of the spirit, other things. But, uh, so there's a little bit of hints. hint. It's the same thing the Quran says over here. Ben Pazi says, there are five comparisons between a person's soul and Hashem. Not to be taken literally. Don't take it literally. You can't compare a soul to Hashem. But there's five ways you can hint. The soul hints to Hashem. There are five different ways. So, the, 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 this is Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi. He, Rabbi Shimon bar Ukva said to Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi, Ana, minalach. I want to ask you, why does it say these five verses? There's five verses. I just want to quote you these verses. These pesukim are in Tehilim. In Psalms. And uh, the first verse is in Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 1. David barachin Adonai shem David says, Hashem, my soul bless Hashem. My soul will bless you, Hashem. And all my innards will bless you, Hashem. Bless His holy name. And he continues, Barchin Hashem, my soul will bless Hashem, Valtishkekin called And do not forget any of Hashem's benefits that he did for me. So those two psukim, right? David and Menach saying, my soul will bless you, Hashem. My soul will bless you, Hashem. Twice he says, My soul will bless you, Hashem. And then later on, in the same Psalm, Psalm 103, in verse 20, he says, Barchu Hashem Malachav, Giborek Koach Hose, Debarol, Lishmo, Bekol, Debaro. This is uh, on verse 20. Bless Hashem, His angels, who is mighty in strength and perform His word, to hearken to the voice of His word. Who is going to bless Hashem? The angels. He's asking Hashem, the angels to bless Hashem. The next passage says, Baruch Hashem kol tzva'av. May all the hosts, all the angels, the massive uh, amount of angels of the world above, bless Hashem, His ministers who do His will. And then he says, Baruch Afshid Hashem, Hashem, this is Psalm 104, this is what we say in Rosh Chodesh. The first line of Psalm 104. Hashem, May my soul bless Hashem. Hashem, you are very great. May my soul bless Hashem. Hashem, you are very great. Okay. So five different ways. Three out of five verses, he says, my soul should bless Hashem. Two verses, he says, the angels should bless Hashem. Okay, those are the five verses which the Gemara in Brachot comments on. The Gemara says there are five verses corresponding to Hashem's attributes that is shared by the human soul. You can compare Hashem's attributes. You can compare Hash- there's Hashem's essence we talked about last week. There's the essence of Hashem and the attributes of Hashem. Now I don't want to even divide because you can't really divide the two. You can't really divide it. It's very dangerous. That's, that's the trouble with learning Kabbalah. When you learn Kabbalah. You start taking it literally. Hashem is one, and then the attributes are different, and then it's not. Where's the unity of Hashem? And the answer is, no, the attributes are part of Hashem, which He built. As a mechanism for us to be able to recognize Him. But it's part of Hashem. It's part of Hashem. But it's not the essence of Hashem. There's the essence, and then there's the other things around. But it's all one. Everything is one. is hard to understand. Everything is one. There's no pirut, there's no divisions in God. There's no divisions in God. So, but five times it says about the soul blessing God. Three times it says the soul will bless God. And then it says two times it says the angels will bless God. So, Rashimah Mephazi says there's five attributes which are said, shared by the, by the human soul. Five attributes of God are shared by the human soul. What are they? Number one, Ma just like Hashem fills up the whole universe. The soul of a person fills up the whole human body. Where is a person's soul? All over the person's body. How do we know it's in the human body? All over the human body because if the soul is not there, the body will die. That part of the body will die. If a person has a leg amputated. It means that part of the that part of the soul wasn't there. It died. The limb dies. The limb dies because the soul is not there. Number two. So, one one comparison is, just like Hashem fills up the universe, a person's soul fills up the body, or vice versa. Yeah. Number two, just like Hashem, you can't see Him, but He can see you. The soul can't be seen, but the soul sees. Our souls can see more than we can see. Only trouble is, we don't communicate with our soul. That's the trouble. If we knew how to communicate with our soul, we'd be prophets. That's what means, a prophet and non-prophet. A prophet knows how to communicate with his soul, because his soul can see things that we can't see. So I know it's, uh, my soul can see things I can't see. Why? I'm not in touch with my soul. <laughs> That's between a prophet and non-profit. a non-prophet. A prophet is in touch. So we have to learn how to communicate with our soul. Um, David Abedek called his soul, Biti, my daughter. Yeah, he calls well, his soul, yeah, my what daughter, is a it's p- a, a form of speaking, you know, how do you speak to your daughter? You know, very sweetly, softly, calmly, mm-hmm. nicely speaking to his soul like, my daughter talk to me. You know, it's a form of speech. That person has going to talk to themselves, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Talk to the soul. Try and communicate my soul. My soul talking to me. My soul, I want my soul to talk to me. One of the biggest problems today is we don't know how to focus on ourselves. We're busy with other things. Mm-hmm. We always want to be entertained. You want to always look at other things. And this person, that person. We don't talk to ourselves. There's a the little voice inside when you know something. Yes, that's not good, exactly. That's it's conscience. That's the conscience. That's the, conscience yeah. the voice of the soul. That's the soul. What well, the Torah calls the Yetzirah the good inclination, the bad inclination, the good inclination, the good bad inclination, the good inclination is the soul. Mm-hmm. It's the soul talking to a person, but we have to be in tune. Mm-hmm. So most people say, "Shut up, mm-hmm. don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear <laughs> guilt. guilt, conscience. I don't want to hear sure, go quiet." Or well, they go to the psychologist. Ah, I got a problem. Like, I, I feel guilty. the psychologist. Says, eh, don't mm-hmm. worry, it's okay. It'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't <laughs> teach you how to deal with the guilt and therefore a person doesn't know how to talk to their soul. They shut their soul up. Mm-hmm. The soul says, don't do it, it's wrong. Oh, keep quiet. It's fine. It'll be alright. Mm-hmm. So we shut up the soul. The soul is the good inside us telling us to do the right thing. and We, sh- we keep it quiet. We keep the soul quiet. We shut up the soul. So that's how we shut it up. So a person's going to say, speak to me. Tell me what to do. Had a guy here, Sadiq. He said, Sadiq. What I'm was he backed into a car. Made a little, dark, little dent. Mm-hmm. Little dent. He said, Rabbi, what should I do? I don't know. Jew. Non-, I said, what difference does it make? Jew, non-Jew, what difference does it make? It's in his parking lot of his building. So there's a car there. It's an old car. said, so is it noticeable? It's a little bit It's noticeable. He's scared stiff now. They're going to give him a big bill now. Oh, fix the car. It's a tiny little dent. But it could cost hundreds of dollars. you know. Mm-hmm. So one day he goes, he goes looking for the owner of the car this guy. He goes, he knocks on the door next door, and he says, Do you have the car? There's an old lady and she doesn't drive, but her caretaker, who's looking after her, said my car. He tells her, by the way, I made a big little dent and the dent, so please, so many tiny little dent, I hope you don't mind. She said, God bless you. She wasn't Jewish. God bless you, you're honest. No problem. Made mm. a kiddoshette. beyond going beyond it's amazing. So it's very important to. That's the soul. He's, he can sleep. Maybe I owe the money. I, I dented a car. It's. it's so who, how many people would do that? How do you go look for the person who dented the car? Yeah, they don't know. I'm not. No one's around. No police. No this. No pictures. No movies. No this. Fine. Let's get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> so that's the conscience. It's the conscience says, "Don't. No, he can't sleep. Maybe I dented. Maybe I owe the money. That's very high level. It's a very high level to do these things. Very high level." It's very hard to do these things. So that's a person who's communication with the soul. So number one, he said, is just like the Hashem fills the universe, the soul fills our body. Number two, is just like Hashem can see, and we can't see Him. Mm-hmm. The soul can see, but we can't see the soul. The soul knows what's going on, but we can't see the soul. Did, did um, Hashem reveal Himself to um, Moshe Rabbeinu? Of course. He revealed, not just to he revealed himself to all the Jewish people at Sinai. Really, The Ramam says, Judaism is different from all the other religions. Why? All the other religions are based on revelation to one person, or 12 people, or 13 people. Hmm. Islam is based on Muhammad and his donkey had revelation. Hmm. Who went up with Muhammad to the mountain? Muhammad and his donkey. Hmm. Who had revelation? Muhammad had revelation. One person comes down, I saw this. God appeared to me. The angel actually wasn't. He said it wasn't God. It was the angel Gabriel. Gabriel came, came and spoke to Muhammad mm-hmm. in his cave on the mountain. And uh, JC, maybe him and the twelve. I uh, know, say maximum thirteen people had revelation. That's mm-hmm. it. Judaism, revelation of the masses: mm-hmm. six hundred thousand men between twenty and fifty, and women, six hundred thousand women, and then children and old people. You have about three million people, Imagine seeing God. But they couldn't take it. It's awesome. They died, it says. They died and they'll be revived. Because we're not geared to see Hashem. We can't, we can't comprehend. It doesn't mean you saw Hashem. You can't see Hashem. <coughs> mm-hmm. Hashem made a revelation. Yeah. Every one time when they speak in the moment, the hearts of the soul coming out. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't, that's right. They that's couldn't take it. They couldn't take it. Yeah, the soul came out. And the angel had to push it back in. Wow. Revive them. Because we're not ready for her. The rabbi, it's scary. Awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. Holy message. Awesome. Can we, can we hold the be beyond that level? And like, we, wait, and things, wait and see. Wait and see. Let's wait and see. So, but, you know, that's what it says. He ne'an uchi sholeh lachem. Elia The Shabbat HaGadol coming in two weeks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The, pra- the haftarah of Shabbat HaGadol is, uh-huh. I'm going to send you it's going to be an awesome day it's called I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before that what's Elijah the prophet going to do Ralph Kaplan says he's going to teach us how to meditate how to have prophecy before we see Hashem how are you going to see Hashem you don't see Hashem with the eyes it's not not a visual thing it's a mental thing it's the eye of the soul so is there another reason why we say Remember when I was a kid when I was a kid my father used to tell us one day we're going to have an eye over here. So what are we we're talking about an eye over here? The answer is the eye of the mind. We visualize things in the mind. So some people have very good imagination. They can see things in them. You know, they're very, very spiritual. They can actually see things in the head. Your mother will probably work. And that's, a, that's the idea. The idea is we can. it's, it's, a, it's a meditative thing. Eliana people come teach us before the great day, why, it's going to be awesome. This is your question, the answer to your question already. It's going to be an awesome sight. I mean, we can't even imagine. But he's going to teach us to how to, to tune in. Because what happens is, right now, there's many things going on. We can't even see it. It's around us. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a beautiful story. It's one of the midrashim about Shlomo Melech. He said, Shlomo Melech, he needed a, 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 a little worm it's called a shamir mm-hmm. to carve out rock. He wanted to cut the Caution stones stones or some other Mm -hmm. kinds of stones in the bit bit of big dash. You can't use metal. Mm -hmm. See, there's a snow, there's a a little little worm called a Shamir. That's where Shamir got his name from. Shamir. Mm -hmm. Crack rock. (laughs) Tough guy, crack rock. Shamir. Small and tough. Small and tough, (laughs) (laughs) right? Exactly. So interesting. So, he said, no one knows where it is. Where's the Shamir? There's only one guy who knows. The king of the demons. This is a midrash. Don't don't take it literally, please. The king of demons. I'm not going to say his name. And he knows. So he sends his messenger to General, B'naiyahu mm-hmm. ben a very big general. He gives him a name with God's name on it to go capture the general. With this name of God, you'll be able to have control over it. He goes, anyway, the story, I'm not going to give you the whole story, catches a demon, puts a chain around him, an iron chain, metal chain. He has Hashem's name right there. Can't follow me. And the demon can, can destroy him anytime he wants. But the name of Hashem is just stopping him. So they pass a few things, and even they see a magician over there. A magician over there is doing magic tricks, right? He's doing magic tricks. And the diva starts laughing and laughing and laughing. Ah! So everyone got so sick of it, they ran away. He said, why do you ruin his tricks? He said, because he pretends he knows how to do magic, and he he doesn't know that he's standing on top of buried treasure. Right under his feet is buried treasure. And there's so many things around us, we have no Mm. idea what's going on. You know, it says, there's a true story. This happened with Gutnik. You know Gutnik? There's a, there's a very rich man in Australia called Gutnik. He made a fortune in gold. He came to the Rebbe of Lubavitch. It's a true story. He came to the Rebbe of Lubavitch with a map. Imagine. You know the story? He came to the Rebbe Lubavitch with a map. He says, where do I dig? Here's a map of Australia. I have this property over here. Where is the gold? The Rebbe says, over here, right here. He went back, became multi-millionaire. His name is all over. Goodnik building, in Hebron especially, you have a lot of money to Hebron. So, I can, we don't know. We, can, we, don't, we don't use the soul. We just are not in touch. People in touch with their soul have perspectives that we can't see. There's many things around us we can't see. Probably go mad if we see this. You can see the angels. You can see the angels protecting you, the angels again. Famous story, Elisha, Navi. Elisha, the prophet, right? It says the, uh, the uh, Syrians came and surrounded the whole surrounded him they tried to capture him because he was always relaying information to the king <laughs> the Syrians are coming this one's coming king already had information so, so I want to capture this guy this Elisha let's capture him mm-hmm. send his troops uh, surrounding Elisha and his servant is with Elisha So he f- trembling he said, Elisha we're finished there are thousands of men around us with horses chariots everything Elisha says you don't see? he says I don't see see what? you don't see the angels around us? Mm. I said, no. Hashem, opened his eyes, let him see. Mm. We gave him the power to see. He's not scared anymore. So that's the part we can't see. There's things we can't see in this world. That's what we have to understand. So the soul can see, we can't see. That's what we're saying over here. Number two is, Hashem can see, we can't see Hashem. The soul can see, we can't see the soul. Number three. Just like Hashem nourishes the whole world, So the soul nourishes the whole body. And that's the danger when a person starves their soul. When you see people, they get depressed. What happens? They get depressed. They don't eat. Mm. Why are they depressed? Because the soul is starving. If the soul is starving, the body gets weak and the body starves. It's direct correlation. So it's very important to feed the soul. What we're doing now is feeding the soul. We're feeding the soul. Number four. Just like Hashem is pure, the soul is also pure. Just like Hashem is pure, the soul is pure. And lastly, lastly, number five, just like Hashem is inside everything. Mm. In other words, concealed inside this, whatever that means. It's concealed in layers and layers and layers. Where is God? I see the sky, I see the stars, I see the sun. Where is God? It's concealed behind another river. And then behind that is the universe. Where's the universe? The word for universe is Ulam. Ulam is from the word Le'alim, to hide. Hashem is hidden in this world. So too the soul is hidden. You hear the scientists looking for the soul, they're laughing, in you your face? Where is the soul? <laughs> the soul, We can't measure the soul. soul is hidden. You can't measure Hashem, you can't measure the soul. Five things. Let's do those five again. Beautiful five things over here. The comparison between the soul and Hashem, now don't take it literally, there's no comparison. The soul is tiny, microcosm. So number one is, just like Hashem fills the whole world, the human soul fills the whole human body. <laughs> just like Hashem can see, but you can't see Hashem, so too the soul can see, but you can't see the soul. Just like Hashem nourishes the whole world, so the soul nourishes the whole body. Just like Hashem is pure, the soul is pure. Just like the Hashem is hidden in, in different uh, layers and layers and layers, so, so, so the soul then he ends off. This is the conclusion. mish Let the soul which has these five attributes praise God who has these five attributes. That's what David Amir is saying. Hashem. Let my soul praise Hashem. Because the soul is a small microcosm of Hashem. So the soul prays Hashem. So now we're asking the question. The question was, how do we, by saying a bracha, increase energy in this world. How do we increase blessing in the world? And the answer is David Abel tells us. Because the soul is a microcosm of God and the soul's job is to praise God. And when the soul praises God, we increase blessing in the world. Okay. Didn't you say something historically like when you're, your prayer may not, if, if you pray from the heart, your prayers may not be answered. Yes, 100%. If that, at that time, but on Hashem's time. 100%. But prayer is never wasted. No one's prayer is ever wasted. It may not even be used for you, it may be used for someone else. Mm. It may be used for your children, your grandchildren. Prayer you is hanging there. It can go generations. It can go generations. It goes to someone else who needs in need. person prays. We don't realize that prayer could help someone else in need. Hashem says, This guy won't get it, but the other guy will get it. That prayer will work for someone else. That's why it's good to be pray in a very generous mood. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for myself, but Hashem, use the prayer. You know, it's interesting. Um, we say in the Shwana Stray tzadikim, mm. Israel, praying for the righteous. We say, put our portion with them. Mm. Give our portion to them. So Arizal says an amazing thing. He says when a person sins, Hashem takes away his portion of the world to come. He can lose a portion. So we pray to Hashem, please Hashem, give it to a Ten Mahim who will give back to me when I want it. Who's not, who's not greedy and say, you know what, you, Hashem gave me your portion, too bad, get out of here. It's not yours anymore, it's mine. Give our portion to them, to the Sadiqim who will give back to us. There are people like that. Yeah. It's not mine, I'll give back to you. So very deep, very deep idea. So we say in the Shemotas, very deep ideas. So this is a prayer that we're using for times of we need But all the prayers are answered. The question is, who for? That's why our prayers are in the plural. You pray for Hashem in the plural, for everyone. Everyone who needs security, should have security. Everyone needs help, should have help. Pray Hashem, pray for everyone. Pray for everyone. Mm-hmm. Pray for all the clothes. So, that's what we're saying a little bit. How do you increase Hashem's um, energy in this world? When you're blessed, when the soul blessed Hashem, mm-hmm. Hashem is, the energy starts radiating. Because the soul is a little bit of a drop of it. So our awareness of Hashem is the result of our awareness of the soul. Through the soul we can be aware of Hashem. Okay. And also the world's above. Also, if you look at the body, as we said about the person being hung. It says when you hang the, the person who's capital punishment, you have to take down his body. It's amazing. Jewish law. No one else does this. No one else did this in those days. If you go to the Tower of London, they'll put the, the heads of the people on the pikes and stick it over there forever, forever. Mm. The skulls will be hanging on the bikes Imagine. Mm-mm. Judaism says no. You killed someone, bury them the same day, and that applies not just killing someone. Someone dies, mm-hmm. you bury them the same day. Why? Mm-hmm. It's not allowed to keep the body overnight. You don't keep the body overnight. Try your best to bury the person the same day. Especially in Israel, they, keep, they bury the body the same same day. Say twenty four hours. Within twenty four hours, the body is buried. The guy dies ten p.m. He's buried at one p.m. Wow! It's wild. Why? Straight. Mm. So the body also, so the soul also hints to God. The body hints to God, doesn't hint to God, it hints to the spirit. The soul also hints to God. So our Hashem's true being is extended throughout, and fills all the worlds, but it's concealed in all the worlds. So too the soul of the person is concealed in our bodies. The Rambam says, it's interesting, Rambam, is Mori Nebuchadnezzar, the guide to the perplexed, the Rambam wrote a book, philosophy. He says, look at this, says, the entire universe is nothing but one single being. The entire universe is one being. The variety of substances is like the various limbs and organs of a human being. So you have plants, it's like the arm, like a finger, maybe. You have insects, another finger. You have birds, another finger, like a person's. And then he says, just like a human being is created by God, the whole universe is created by God. Mm. And therefore, God is called the life of the universe. It's like the sphere. Okay. So, the, so, God is called the life of the universe. As it says in Daniel chapter 12, he swore by the life of the universe. Who is the life of the universe? Hashem is the life of the universe. So, what keeps the universe alive? Just like the soul keeps the body alive, Hashem keeps the universe alive. The universe is like the, body's, the body of God. You know, just give an analogy. So, Hashem is within the universe. You know, we say in the Haggadah, Baruch HaMakom Baruch Blessed is the place, blessed be he. Where's the place? We call Hashem the place of the world. So it's not like Hashem is inside the universe. The universe is inside Hashem. Hashem mm. is the place of the world. Wait, the universe is inside of Hashem? Yeah, of course. Hashem is bigger than everything. Mm. The universe is a little piece inside Hashem. Hashem's everywhere. Mm. We don't realize we're inside Hashem. Everything's inside Hashem. Mm. We're only existing because Hashem wills us to exist. What does that mean? Let me give you an example. You ever had a dream? We had a dream of here, a very like life, like life-like dream. It dreams, life like dream. Life-like dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In your dream, are those things alive or not? Yeah, yeah. They're vivid. Of course, they're vivid. They're, vivid. they're alive. Yeah. When you stop dreaming, what happens to them? They go away. They Just die. You gave them life. You take away their life. Wow. Think about it. On some level, they're alive because yeah. you dream about them. Yeah. Now think about Hashem dreaming about us. What keeps us going is Hashem's dream. Mm. Let there be this. He's painting a picture. Mm. let there be this let there be that the picture is there he's the artist he made the picture and the picture is not just a picture you imagine a picture you can make a picture that makes it alive well, it's like a movie already <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a picture that's alive but it's the real you're making it you're creating your head yeah but Hashem but it, Hashem created the world but like like my the way I look at what you just said immediately it came to mind Hashem is has it done already for me I can only speak for me it, my, my picture is done Hashem knows the ending. I know. He knows the ending. That's why you have free choice. You have free choice, even though He knows the ending. Yeah. That's Rambam's question. How do you have free choice? And the answer is because you don't know what the ending is going to be, but you try your best to get to the mm. right ending. But truth is, you can change your destiny. We believe Jews believe we can change our destiny. How? Tfilah, mm. stakah, and teshuvah. Teshuvah, right? Three things. <laughs> Some kol mamon. Mm-hmm. Some call mammon fasting, which is mm-hmm. Call, which is prayer. Mm-hmm. Mamon is like a, three things we can change our destiny. Mm-hmm. So we can change our destiny, we can change our... Even though a person has a certain end plan, a person can change it. Mm-hmm. So that end plan is true if we don't change it. Mm-hmm. We are, that's what it says. In Mazal Israel, are, there's no luck for Jews. Our prayers can change our luck. We can change even the, astrolog- the astrology of the Jew. can change based on prayer. Mm-hmm. So Hashem is hidden through the world. And the entire universe is one being, Ramam says. And Hashem is the life of the universe. Okay. Our physical body and our spiritual soul, held together by the food and drink we take in. Without nourishment of the food and drink, the soul will leave the body. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Even the soul is based on food. My, because the soul is based on the body. If the body is dead, the soul goes. Does it depend on what we are? We are what we are. We talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh I'm sorry. Because yeah. oh, yeah. the Torah says by Kashrut, mm. it's, Kashrut is a chok, but it says the reason. It says, yeah. it makes you defiled. Don't defile your souls. So we see that it has an effect on the, on the, on the soul. The soul. If it, it changes not just the body, but also changes the soul. People don't realize that. Mm. It's called timtumalev, the, the the impurity of the heart, It makes a person's heart, which is the mind, impure. That's mm. so why you see so many Jews who hate Jews, hate Judaism, mm-hmm. anti-Semitic Jews. Mm-hmm. They're so far away because of what the food they eat. Wow. So the food a person eats affects the person. How you get it back? How, you so how do you get it, it back? Yeah. It's very hard. So number one is you got to. It's like uh, alcoholic. You mm-hmm. got to purify oneself. How, how how stop the bad and yeah. try and focus on the good. Oh, okay. You have to sort of clean the cleanse the body out. Mm. How long does it take? I don't know till all the cells have changed. Mm-hmm. How long does it take? The cells die and the cells are created. So until all the whole cells change, till the whole body now is a new. Revi- you know how 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 long is that? Uh, depends on the cell, I guess. Mm. But the bodies all the, all the time. You imagine mm. our bodies are not the same bodies we're no, created with. It rejuvenates, mm. yeah. rejuvenates all the time. The cells are dying. The cells are created. Cells are dying. Mm. Cells are created. Mm. So until that whole process, been it's a new body now. Wow. It's not the same body which is sustained by non-kosher food. Mm. So body which is sustained by kosher food. Seven every seven years, huh? No? Is that every seven? Years? I don't know. No. Go check. Wow. It's a Google years? question. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, it's different. D- different different limbs and different organs yeah. have different. Wow. Uh, I think the bones you can't doesn't change. I don't know, the cells of the bone. I'm not sure. Huh. So this is like a transfusion then. Food I mean, is like class, no, 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 Sure, Actually, coming to classes and everything else. Oh, sure, into, that's Spiritual food. Yeah. We're talking about physical food. Even physical food. The, the soul is harnessed also by the by the body by the fact that the body is eating. If the body is not eating, the body dies. The soul goes away. Mm. The soul is part of us because of the eating. It's amazing. Now the food has such an effect, also on the soul. It's Hashem's will that the bond between body and soul keep going. This is true, he says, for the mystical bond between God and the universe. So, Ramam says, the universe is like a body. It's a body, and God is the soul of the universe. So, if you take that analogy in body and soul to a person, body and soul of a person is kept together by the food we eat. The universe and God is kept together by the food of the universe. What is the food of the universe? What is the spiritual food of the universe? Torah and Mitzvot. The Torah and Mitzvot keep the universe and Hashem. Otherwise, the universe will die. That's what it means when it says, Whoever learns Torah is keeping the world alive. We're giving spiritual food and energy to the universe to last and keep the bond with God. Because if the universe dies because there's no physical spiritual food, the bond between God and the universe is dead. Hashem, like then, Shema goes away. The Shema is forever, God is forever but the body will die if the body dies there's no link between them so there's no spiritual sustenance there's no link between the, the universe and God is going to live asunder. without Torah study mitzvot and prayers Hashem removes his presence from the world and it instantly would revert to nothingness that's what it means so by the way it happened already but not it's drastic when well, the temple was this when the temple was here the link between man and God was tremendous because the bond was down here the gates of heaven, the gates of uh, this world were open. The energies were going right through. When the temple was destroyed, it's like when they, cro- they closed the gates of uh, the what a boundary wall. Closed. There's no, there's no gate anymore. Trump wants to close the gateways to Mexico. The yeah. like gateways are closed. There's no gates. You can't go in. The entrance between heaven and, and earth are, are closed. There's no energy going between the two. Hashem removes himself from this world completely. Wow. so when the temple was destroyed Hashem's presence was, removed, my presence was removed to a certain extent a great degree already yeah. so it's very important to know when we sustain the world without Torah study without mitzvah and prayers but Rabbi there's a lot more Torah study today than probably in but the quality it's not just quantity that's the problem oh. just like food you can eat a lot of garbage food and you can eat a little bit of good food mm-hmm. Proteins, you have the proteins, you have the balance. It's like in space; they don't give the astronauts garbage to eat. <laughs> <laughs> they give tubes of stuff. Mm-hmm. You one tube of this is equivalent to a whole meal. Wow. Why? Because they don't. there are room to carry all the food, mm-hmm. so they want to make sure it's the best quality food, which is going to keep the guy fit and, and healthy. So too the Torah study, the Torah study, nice. the Torah study. One person can be Torah study Torah with purity and with drive and with uh, joy. And other you know, is nodding off on the book. The story is studying. There's, two people in class. Some guys are wide awake, like, mm-hmm. paying attention. And I am <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> so now one person is studying, studying Torah, but it's, uh, two people—they are both studying Torah. Right. Listen, I'm not denigrating because the truth is that the fact that the person is there, Ashrei Yeshva Vetecha, praise the those who are sitting in God's house, right. by itself, just sitting over there, right. sleeping. Yeah, but however. But however, but it's different quality. Right, and then so one shows human figure, the other one doesn't. Exactly, exactly. That's quality. Mm-hmm. So these are things even doing material Quality is very important. God's eyes, everything is quality. Mm-hmm. It's not quantity; it's quality. It's the quality of the mm-hmm. act. Tefillah, person prays. The guy takes ten hours to pray. Mm-hmm. well how much how much kavanah did he have in there? How much concentration? Did he... mm-hmm. So it's not the quantity; it's the quality. Mm-hmm. Today, what we do is we make up the quality with quantity. Because in those days, the prayers are much shorter. The prayer book was shorter. Mm -hmm. But the quality was terrific. Today, the prayer book became longer and longer because the quality is worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're trying to make (laughs) up the quality (laughs) with quantity. Say the Torah study. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The quality of the Torah study, you can't imagine these people, the focus. Mm -hmm. The focus they had and the depth of what they Mm -hmm. had. Mm -hmm. We can't match the depth I talked about yesterday, how the Vilna Gaon learned the Rashi. Why did Rashi substitute this word for that word? And the depth, the depth. They calculated how many letters in the Torah, and they worked out where the middle point is. They calculated the words of the Torah, and the middle point. Imagine, you're learning Torah. Imagine, oh, let me just give you a little example. The Vilna Gaon says to his students, I want you to learn Pesachim, Masachet psachim. Come to me when you are by heart. By heart. So they learned the whole Masachet by heart they come to him they say Rabbi you can test us we know the whole book by heart ok he says how many times does it say Abaye and what? Hmm? how many times does it say two people two rabbis names in the book so well, what mm-hmm. you don't know by heart, so go back <coughs> next time they came he, he puts a needle if I put a needle through this page what's the what's the, all the words on this, on this line going right through the book they go so they going? Wow. that's, that's a Gaon Gaon is Gaon. everything how do you pronounce it? Gaon Gaon wow genius Gaon he's a genius did he know? of course he knew he knew everything he knew everything. He was a genius from a kid, he was a kid but it, it was unnatural it was the, like, he had amazing abilities he hmm. was like a previous generation but there are people like that look at, uh, look at a page and they work out the gematria of these uh, words it's like mathematical brains I mean he do everything. But this is how the beauty of this is, is so it's constructed that way. Yes. Uh, the, uh, it's like an ocean. The, the Torah is like an ocean. You can keep drinking and it's yeah. never... You're okay, going to stop here. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen. 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 You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.